adesso parte il tiro, rete, 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 un gol straordinario! Welcome welcome to Rete This Way, a cultural podcast that brings the latest and greatest news from the world of Serie A and European soccer. Uh, I am Michael D'Angelo and with me, of course, as always, we have Paolo Nobloni Mangoni. Welcome back, everyone. Mr. Chris Baselli. Siamo noi, siamo, siamo noi, siamo noi, campione di Europa, siamo noi. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, and we have Paju, Julian D'Angelo. I hope everybody's doing really well tonight. Siamo noi, siamo noi. Oh, wow. What a fun, uh, sexy time for us right now, guys. Jeez. As you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, I have lost my voice. Well, no, not really. You sound okay, honestly. I sound okay, yeah. yeah it's, sound it fun. sounds a bit hoarse, though. Sing Gloria again. Gloria. Chiesa di campagna. Gloria. Acqua nel deserto. Yeah, you sound fine. Oh, okay, well, obviously we're in a very chipper mood because uh, things went favorably for um, the team that we like. <laughs> so uh, why don't we... Um, I guess just outline quickly. This, this is going to be our last Euro 2020 pod, unfortunately. This is sad. Or fortunately. Or fortunately. Or, yeah, it depends. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's right. We we were able to do as many as we did because they just, they wanted more, you know? They heard us. They said, no, we got, we got to make these fuckers <laughs> do more, right? Uh, so that's what that's what they did. So they yeah, kept winning. I, I, don't, I don't know if you read Killini's tweet there, but if that's pretty much what uh, what he mentioned. He said right to this way. Yeah, he didn't say right to this way, but he did it for everyone. They they wanted more for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, honestly, and I I was gonna save this for maybe some heartfelt speech at the end of the episode, but uh, just with everything that Italy has gone through, uh, I mean the whole world, of course, but uh, I mean last year was was terrible for a lot a lot of people, um, and. I just I, I don't know that the rest of or the all of Europe and even a lot of people around the world would be celebrating as much uh, after a, an England win. So I'm just happy people are able to kind of jump <laughs> on and be excited about an Italian win because it's it's nice when Italy wins because Italians are happy and oh, Italians are So you are mean the best. it's so. you mean it's not coming home? Oh <laughs> uh, no 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 no! It's it's nay coming home ever, <laughs> <laughs> or it's coming Rome. It is. It is, in fact, on its way to Rome. Yeah. There um, you go. Yeah. So here, okay. Let's let, just because I am a creature of structure here. Let's do the same thing that we would have done, breaking down the other games. So, break down this game. We'll start with the starting eleven. Um, if there were any surprises, etc. Uh, and then we'll get into just the game action quickly, as uh, as I guess efficiently as we can, so we could have more time to celebrate and talk of the want to talk about is that fair yeah. yes i'll yeah. let uh i'll let you guys address the starting 11 first i think i've uh i've gone first for the past <laughs> few episodes and you probably already yeah. know what i'm gonna say so <laughs> go ahead <laughs> okay well um yeah paulo julian why don't you guys discuss because i feel like i've gone uh so many episodes in a row here or, so or julian i'll take this one okay 
Anyway, so there was obviously uh, no surprise in the starting lineup. I know Chris would, would mention Belotti should be in for Immobile, but again, we've said that for seven episodes, but and nothing changed. So no no changes from the semifinal against Spain. And honestly, like I kind of want to focus on um, England starting eleven, just just for the fact that they actually did make changes. So mm-hmm. um, they played a back five. They added uh, Trippier and Luke Shaw in the middle, uh, excuse me, on the wings. And they played a back three of Stones, McGuire, and uh, help me out with the other one. Stones, Kyle McGuire, Walker. Walker. Kyle Walker. Yeah. yeah. So, and they kept Phil Foden off the bench as well and played Mason Mount and Phillips and then Declan Rice, if it, my memory serves me correctly, yeah. yes. in the middle. And then Harry Kane. Uh, down the middle with um, Sterling and um, help me out, Sterling so I think, and I, I think it was Sterling no, and Mount. Mount. Yeah, and then it was, oh, Mount it was... was on the wing. And, no, it was uh, like a three-four-two-one. Yeah, okay. and then it was Rice and Phillips, kind of more uh, a bit more deeper. Okay, yeah. there you go. So and then Mount and Sterling behind Kane. I mean, I, I, I mean, it was a ballsy move, and honestly, like they're they're the team that should have been. Uh, going on the on the front foot, and they decided to kind of uh, sit back with a more defensive formation than what the Italians played in the last thirty years, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and then the, and then their their fans were complaining about Captain Intaccio. Like, I mean, please, please, honestly, whatever happened today, justice was served. Okay, for the for the for the fact that these clowns all for the past you know se- uh, five weeks were complaining about how Italians play defensive soccer and dive all over the place. These, those fans, that team did exactly the same, same thing that they were <laughs> criticizing. Okay. So, okay, but we already knew that the English uh, fans, et cetera, have just continued to be uh, hypocrites beyond, you know, even like they, they just don't see themselves being hypocrites, but they're, they're just incredible ones because, you know, they, you saw them talking about, uh, <laughs> immobile and they're talking about you know i mean etc as well and like the whole sterling stuff and you know what i mean like it's it's not surprising to me at all no i mean that's what i mean they got what they deserved yeah and 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 what i just want to comment because before we start we talk about the game the scenes that happened before kickoff today was something out <laughs> of the 1970s in england and they claimed that they had hooliganism settled. I mean, it it, it reared its ugly head today. Well, and let me they... tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because they're stuck why? in 66. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, and that's, I just wanted to get off that off my that off my chest before we started. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty, pretty dark stuff here that was happening, too. I mean, there were there's lots of I mean, I saw a guy with flair in his butt. Like, that's I, don't, just crazy. I, I don't even know if that was the worst thing we saw for the game <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, guys doing cocaine openly out in public. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other guys uh, yeah. just straight up naked. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a weird one. <laughs> Might be standard for some of them, but <laughs> <laughs> it's every Sunday for them. <laughs> well, it's, it's standard for Jack Grealish. I tell you that much, especially the cocaine. <laughs> 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 Uh, that shot's fired, my friend. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's talk about the shots that were fired during the game. I was going to direct the Italy starting 11. Yeah, yeah no go. changes. Um, I kind of figured, I know the one we all wanted was for Immobile to be oh, benched. Um, but I even said last episode, I don't think he will. I mean, at the end of the day, they were still winning somehow. So I think he's just kind of stick with the winning formula. Yeah, it's just, it was, it was unfortunate. Because, I mean, not that he was at fault for anything in the first half. They just came out very slowly. But um, he, whenever just, he, he wasn't able to help any or be creative at all for any of the plays. You know what I mean? Like, he, he just had this death touch whenever the ball And it's... Touch a death, touch a death. It's the same one that's been with him all tournament. You know what I mean? But it just... They happened to you're you're right. Like they happened to win with him, so you know they they didn't want to change it, obviously, because they. I mean, he he did score the amount of goals he scored over the last couple of years, so I, I understand it, but it's just still stupid. 
Yeah, and yeah. I mean, we can, unless you want to talk about the starting 11, Mike, I feel like we can just maybe jump into the start of the game. Like, cause I agree with Julian and Paulo. There weren't really any surprises. Everybody knows what my preference was for, for the striker position. But, and I, I actually was, part of me was uh, thinking Mancini would finally change his mind, but uh, that didn't happen. So uh, yeah. we, can, we can jump into the start of the game. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I mean, and there was also reports that they were wanting to put Bernard, Bernardeschi as a false nine. So, I mean, take, pick your poison. Immobile, <laughs> yeah. Immobile, or, or Bernard? Yeah, or Bernard. Or Bernard uh, I'll take Immobile. Yeah, that tells you what I think about Bernard but... yeah. <laughs> yeah, He was saving him for uh, later on in the game, and we'll find out why. Um, okay, well, let's uh, – yeah, you're right, Chris. Let's, let's get into this stuff because we, we've got a, a lot to get through. But um, – you know, it's outside of the starting 11. The game looks like it's going to be a pretty uh, tight match. And, uh, of course, when I say that, two minutes in, it, England score. <laughs> not even uh, – actually, not even two minutes in. I think it was like a minute and uh, 50 seconds, something like that. Uh, the ball gets crossed. There is a uh, – of course, I think it was Shaw right on the left side there who ends up um, actually a very nice goal, uh, very nice, just what, first time volley and, and goes like a rocket into the net uh, and Italy are already down one, nothing after a minute and 50 seconds. Yeah. Obviously just like the, the worst start imaginable. Um, but even just in the build up to the goal, just to rewind it even, you know, further back, I think it was, I'm pretty sure with Harry Kane anyways, who kind of dropped, you know, fairly deep to, to pick the ball up. And uh, it was, it was frustrating for me because I mean, we saw how effective Spain were with that false nine position and Italy didn't ever, not that they didn't adjust, but I feel like they didn't um, do as well as they could have with their adjustments, meaning they were still giving the, the player in the false nine position a lot of time and space. And I, I, I kind of expected Harry Kane to play a similar false nine type role because if it worked against Italy in the last match, I think Southgate mm-hmm. would have been stupid not to uh, deploy a similar tactic. So sure enough, there's Harry Kane dropping in deep. Um, nice switch out to Trippier and then Trippier crosses it in for Shaw. But um, so no, yeah, first I was concerned with how Kane was able to drop in uh, and get that much time and space. But then the the, the second part that that troubled me was how narrow Emerson Palmieri was on that goal. Like Emerson was almost on uh, the right half of the field, which gave Trippier so much space to bring it down, take a touch and then whip in that perfect cross that he did. So, uh, and that actually happened a bit more in the next 10 or 15 minutes before uh, Mancini finally adjusted. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, Italy's shape in the first five minutes was uh, out of whack. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, outside of, the first five minutes, I'd say even as far as the first 20 minutes, it, it was a very um, uh, dominant spell by England early on to kind of, we, we knew that they were going to be excited. You know, they're home. Uh, it's their first final. In, what was it? 55 five years, years, whatever, 55 years. So uh, of course, again, they're going to come out strong and they did. And, and just, I, I, I know for sure for myself, uh, being you know that early going down one nothing right away you know your heart kind of drops and says okay it, they need to make sure that they're you know tight and and not, no other chances are kind of going to come at them I guess for the rest of the game um, be, you know you need to make sure that you're drawing level before anything any any more damage happens. So what I've noticed uh, again and this was a constant throughout the tournament as well. Uh, Italy struggling in the first twenty minutes of the game uh, coming out very. Um, distracted, and, and that's exactly what happened uh, in this game. But what what I also want to point out, Chris, maybe you can help me here as well, is that there was two. Uh, if Shaw didn't get it, there was another player on on that uh, on that side as well, and it was essentially two against one against um, and, and and against De Lorenzo as well. So there were they overloaded um, that right or that left side, and and that's essentially how the goal was created. If it wasn't Shaw, it was. Uh, the player coming up behind him as well. Yeah, I mean, Shaw was obviously in the more dangerous position. I, I think, too, and I, I don't want to nitpick too much on the fullbacks, but uh, I think Di Lorenzo was kind of caught ball-watching 
Um, again, obviously you have to be, be aware of that, but I feel like if he, you know, checks his shoulder or is just more aware of where Shaw is, he probably could have been a bit closer, which would have, uh, given him, you know, even less time. And I, mm-hmm. I agree with Mike, it was a great finish, but I, I do think Di Lorenzo was kind of, uh, stuck in not no man's land, but, uh, I don't think he was as aware of Shaw as he should have been. It was tough though, I think, cause Harry Kane was the one who was actually inside. And I think Borello was the one who dropped to pick up Kane and Di Lorenzo was on the opposite side of Kane. So that's why he kind of cheated a little bit towards Harry Kane because, I mean, it's... Harry Kane. It's Harry Kane, yeah. yeah. So, and then that left shot wide open. But, I mean, that, like, just goes to show how, you know, how quickly for a team that's that hasn't really been focused on... Uh, you know, having some sort of adversity like that. I feel like the Spain game was the first time that Italy really had something like that. Um, and now, you know, being one nil down very early, it, it was definitely on, uh, it was on them to kind of prove that they can do it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, this would have been the first time they were down all tournament, right? Yep. Yep. But uh, even in the first half, like after Michael, after you said the, first 20 minutes around the mm-hmm. 30th minute mark Italy started to dominate the dominate possession actually had um, better chances towards the end of the first half as well yep uh just to add to that one thing i i, I don't know if it might, maybe it was just a subtle change but uh i noticed verati starting to come deeper and deeper. So eventually it was almost like Italy were playing with two holding midfielders. So it was Jorginho and Verratti both building up to play from deep, whereas if earlier in the game, it looked like it was more Jorginho than Verratti. So again, that, that might've been a subtle change. It might've been a big change, but for me anyways, that's when I noticed Italy really started to dominate possession. I think at the same time, that's also when England started to drop off and play a deeper line. So maybe those two go hand in hand, but uh, definitely, when Jorginho was playing closer to Verratti, that's when uh, Italy was start to take was starting to excuse me uh, take the game to them a lot more. So, Chris, to that point, do you think it was a tactical decision by England to drop back after after the first goal? You know, they kind of got that initial uh, push. Uh, you know, first win in the thirty minutes, and then. It was was it more Italy taking control of the game or England choosing to drop back? It's a good question. Uh, I mean, I, I want to say it was more Italy taking it to them, but I at the end of the day, you know, England were set up in I don't want to call it a negative formation, but they were in a more negative of, of a formation than Italy were, right? So it was really a five-two-three. You can call it a, a three. 4-3 if you really want to, but they were defending with five players kind of along the, the deepest line. Um, and so in that formation, it is hard to press because you have those wing backs that are starting a bit deeper. So I think naturally England were, were always going to eventually, you know, drop deep the way they did in that 30th minute, around the 30th minute mark. And then, like I said, uh, with that small change with Verratti going deeper, I think it just worked out in Italy's favor and, uh, yeah, I think it was 60-40 possession at the end of the first half. And I got, I know uh, possession doesn't mean everything, but it's it's a lot more chasing, a lot more uh, running for the English players when you're when you're not in possession. And, and to that point, uh, Chris, as well, uh, I believe England only had one chance on net, which was their goal. Yeah, so at the end of the first half, it was one, one shot for England and one goal, of course. And Italy had three, um, three shots, no goals for sure. Um, but, uh, it, uh, it, like to your point as well, you're saying that they can't kind of came on after that and had a few, had the balance of the chances, I guess, after that for sure. But, uh, for sure in the first half, uh, it, it was still testy. I think they were still trying to find just the rhythm, which I think second half, they really found it. Yeah, I mean, it all started with that chance that Crieza had around the 60-minute mark. I think that w- that was the um, the turning point uh, in this game, and I think uh, that chance uh, sparked um, Italy into into actually pushing um, for that for the tying goal, which uh, eventually came uh, a bit later on. Right, Michael? Yeah. So we're we're talking. Uh, so Crieza had 
uh, eventually a cross that kind of goes in and, and eventually gets uh, put out for a corner kick um, around the 65th, 67th minute here. And then uh, from the corner, the ball gets swung in. Chiellini is on it. It, it kind of, uh, or Verratti rather is on it, I think, first, isn't he? Or Chiellini think, first, then Verratti heads it. No, I think actually Cristante got uh, a flick on at the near post. Was it I went back and watched it. Somebody, yeah, somebody got a flick on at the near post, and I think that's always where Cristante ran. Well, no, it was it was Verratti that forced it towards net, and then Pickford stayed ahead off the post, and that's when Bonucci. Bonucci's there too. Yeah, yeah. To, but I mean, originally, when it was first swung in at the near post, okay, somebody flicked it on. I think it was Cristante, but I'm not sure. Maybe, I, maybe I, I feel, for sure. I feel like, but I know Chiellini was in the mix as well. Yeah, but that was far post anyways, right? So you're saying that at near post, Cristante may have flicked it over. Chiellini yeah. uh, kind of settles it, and then Verratti gets the header, hits the post, comes back, and Bonucci's there for glory. <laughs> Again, I, I was... I, was I know, but... <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's all semantics. You're right, Julian, but like... Even before before Benucci scored, I mean, I was I was feeling sick because you know Michael and I uh, are used to his long balls with Juventus and <laughs> and, I, and 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 mostly throughout this game before he scored, they weren't working. It was a struggle to watch it, and you know, and and Michael, we we talked about this before in the season. Whenever whenever he's been having a bad game, he pops up out of nowhere with a random goal, and it happened again today. For sure, I do. Just to, to, I don't mean to backtrack more, but I think for the most part, I I agreed with you know Mancini's subs. I, th- I think you can always maybe nitpick here and there, but and and I don't want to beat a dead horse with the immobile topic here, but like I'm gonna be honest, guys, that his first half, like I, I know we've been saying like how terrible he's been the past two games. I think the first half of this game was his worst 45 minutes all tournament. And I feel like we just keep saying that every pod. Like he I was know. worse, he was worse, he was worse. <laughs> and, but like I, I don't mean. know if he had one positive play. And again, I'm not trying to be Mister Negative here, but like, there was I can't find one one little thing he did well. Like he didn't link up play. He wasn't able to complete passes. Uh, he didn't take guys on with the dribble. Um, and so, anyways, the, no, the one thing I was just I, I know what disappointed you mean, like, with, just saying over and over again about like immobile because we do. But again, it's, yes. it's hard not to. It's, yes. He makes it impossible not to. Yeah, agreed. But, but lots so, of fans will still defend his performance. <laughs> Some will, but um, <laughs> and just all, all that to say that that I was disappointed that Mancini even still gave him the first ten minutes of the second half because for me it's yes, like agreed. the, the agreed. rest of the group maybe you know we we didn't have our best forty five minutes but he was definitely a level below everyone else. Um, so I was happy with the change he made. I thought putting Insigne in that false nine kind of turn things in Italy's favor as well. But yeah. uh was just a little disappointed that he even waited that long to make the change because uh, 10 minutes, you know, Italy, or sorry, England could have scored at that point yeah. um, and, and changes everything. So um, the only thing I'll say is yeah. if, for example, you know, if it was meant to go the distance and we all know what happened, I mean, we'll get into it a little bit more, of course, but if that is going to go the distance, you want that player to be more fresh. So I understand waiting for that, especially if you're, it's only a one goal game at that point. You still believe that you can take, you can get that other goal. But I know what you mean for mm-hmm. sure. If if they get another goal, then you're two two goals in the. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's my hopefully last immobile rant for because uh, I mean once he's back on Lazio, then I'm, I probably won't be. Uh, then you're not thinking about as him. as animated. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to mention. Um, Subs in the midfield as well, since we're talking about subs. Uh, I know Jorginho took a knock around the hour mark, and it seemed like that he was going to come off, but instead it was Barella for Locatelli. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, all your guys' thoughts on that. Yeah, for Jul- Julian first. Oh, was it for, for Cristante? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was Cristante. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, and I understood it. Um, I mean, he had just picked up a yellow, so I think that also played into it, but. His tournament in general, I don't, I didn't find he like stood out as much as I was obviously hoping he would. Um, but I noticed in today's game, actually even kind of throughout the tournament, Italy always attacked down the left side. 
it was just their system. The left wing back always pushed up, the right wing back pushed in, and they kind of switched to a three at the back. Um, so he was always on the right side of the pitch, and I just found they never really attacked from the right side. So I feel like he didn't really get to show that side of his game all that well. Um, but saying that, Cristante came in. I actually thought he, like, I was surprised at Cristante. I thought it wouldn't be Locatelli or Piscina. Um, but I thought he genuinely played great. Like, I had one turnover that I remember. But other than that, like, he, I thought he played very well. Uh, Mike, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think uh, I, I, do, I don't want to harp on Barella too much just because I think he is he is very good. I, I just think I was more excited to see him this tournament and be able to kind of uh, cheer for him because I saw, you know, what he's been doing all year for Inter. Um, and I, you know, needed an excuse to, I guess, cheer for him <laughs> because I couldn't before. But Kind of like how yeah. I had to cheer for Chiellini and Benucci today. Exactly. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, again, I was I was just not like let down because I mean it was you know obviously it was successful anyways. It's just he he just wasn't as um, much of a center point that I thought he was going to be. Uh, and I actually think you know even obviously the Spain game he he, he didn't play that well either. Um, but I I think I would have liked to see changes in the midfield. I don't think I would have started him this game, but I understand why he started. Just like you know. I wouldn't have wanted Immobile to start any of the any of the games that happened, um, but I understand, I guess, why. I mean, so I, I understand all your points, but do you think that it was more due to the opponent's understanding? Maybe, that maybe. Barella, I, I just Barella is so good to give England any credit and <laughs> Spain, well, perhaps not, just, not not just England, but like yeah, opponents like Spain and England yeah. did. And I I thought did a good job in in shutting him down. In the sense so, that, I mean... Yeah, yes and no, but again, like, I feel like he just didn't... Uh, you need to be able to find a way, especially in tournaments where it's... I mean, again, I'm talking... We're criticizing a winning team here, but in tournaments where you don't have much uh, time to really do anything, it's all... Every mistake is kind of amplified. Doing... If you're not first, you're last. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not, if you're mm-hmm. not the person who's who's making the right moves, then you're going to be someone who's making the wrong moves. And you're very well, you very well could be uh, on the bad end, bad end of the scoreline. You know what I mean? And I just feel like he didn't do enough for me. Uh, but I like for what Julian's saying, you know, like he didn't, I understand uh, why he's in the starting 11. I, I probably don't change it, but I, I would have liked to have, that he was pushed more. I don't know that there was anyone really pushing him. I, I would just add. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was a poor performance by him. Uh, but at the end of the day, Mancini's looking, you know, it was the 60th minute mark, right? Give or take maybe 50, mm-hmm. 56, 57. So he's looking to do something different in midfield. And you look at the three midfielders, it's Barella, Jorginho, Verratti. You have to be playing exceptionally well to be yeah. outplaying Jorginho and Verratti. Mm-hmm. So even if Barella, you know, was putting in a seven out of 10 performance, the other two guys that he's playing with in, in midfield, you know, I, I think are, are world-class. So, um, there, yeah, nothing to be ashamed of with being subbed that early. And uh, I agree with Julian. I thought Cristante did come in and he just kind of kept things simple and uh, helped Italy keep ticking in the right direction. Uh, Chris, I think I think you were spot on by keeping things simple. And I think that's where Barella w- was kind of struggling all tournament as well because he was, he was very erratic in, uh, against Spain. And he, I, I thought he was kind of the, the same way as well. And he was kind of more complicating things instead with, with Cristante. And, and when I came on, I said, I mean, they're losing one nothing. I'm like, why would you put on Cristante when you need mm-hmm. a player, uh, a midfielder with a speed like Piscina who would come on and just, you know, attack. But again, we're, as Michael said, we're criticizing a winning team here. And I, I, I we have to admit that bringing on Cristante with his simple passing, uh, potentially won Italy this game. Maybe. I, I, I can't say for sure. I think Bonucci won this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus. But I, I mean, it, it again, and, and, and the rest of the midfield that came off, Verratti was injured as well. Um, Chiesa before uh, full time 
uh, came off injured as well, which, I mean, he was having an outstanding game before it came off. And it was, and it was you know, it was disappointing. It was bitter to see him to come off like that because he deserved to finish the whole game. For sure. And he was, to your point, he was definitely having uh, a man-of-the-match performance, I think, if Italy was going to be able to turn around the result. Um, because he was the one who was setting up a lot of the, you know, any chances that happened. He 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 missed very, uh, just very narrowly as well, I think, on a shot, right? He was he oh, probably yeah, had yep. the best shot in the first half outside of the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, it, it's it was unfortunate he got he got hurt at the end there. I think it was he looked like he his foot or something. He, he, he had some sort of cramp. I'm not sure if they said it eventually what it was. It was, was Chiesa. Yeah, yeah. It, it was an ankle thing for Chiesa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just and sticking on the topic of substitutions, I think I mean Southgate used you know subs three, four, and five. Later in the game, I think a handful of them were actually in, in the first period of extra time, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so the one sub I I thought Mancini probably could have made earlier, and again, we're, we're really nitpicking now, was the Florenzi for Emerson substitution. Yeah. And, and the reason I say that is because I think it was Grealish, and I can't remember who the other English substitution was, but they were basically both on the right side for at least about five, six, seven minutes. And they kind of just were attacking that that left side with uh, with Palmieri, and you could tell he was out of gas and he couldn't keep up with those um, consistent runs. Maybe it was Saka, Saka. yeah, Saka and Grealish kind of both going at Palmieri. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would have maybe made that substitution earlier. Not that Florenzi is you know some big upgrade over Palmieri, but just to get fresh legs on that side of the pitch, you know, Florenzi is going to work his ass off. Obviously, it worked out in Italy's favor, but uh, I, I thought you know Palmieri's legs looked heavy there the few minutes before he came off. Yeah, I think that's a great point because Italy as well. I mean, of course, all we were cheering for it and hope, hopeful for it, but I think Italy probably would have rather have won that in regular time or extra time even, and not taking the chances and penalties because you know that's always a crapshoot. But they were clearly still trying and and having more, you know those fresh legs, like you're saying, obviously would have helped them because tuning parts and even if the quality drops off a little bit or, or isn't completely there, they're still, they're still working in the same system. That's the beauty of this Italian side is that they, it, it wasn't one player who's driving the play or whatever. It, it's a collective, uh, I guess, initiative. You know what I mean? And being able to just plug and play Florenzi could have come in handy for an extra 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I forgot to mention Bernardeschi for Insigne. And that was a beautiful move as well. He actually played very well this game. I, I'm, I'm going to give him credit where credit's due. He did not risk any of the Jokata. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would... Yeah, I don't know... Yeah, I, I won't crap on the guy. I, I was going to say, I don't know if he, I would say he had a good game. I think he just, yeah, he didn't screw up royally, yeah. which is, that's my expectation. <laughs> of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so he did really yes. well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, so since, again, just to wrap up the whole substitution um, discussion, as Chris mentioned, England made um, most of the substitution in extra time. So I believe you had uh, Sancho, Saka, Henderson came on and off. Um, yeah. And then uh, Walker came on Walk- as well. Yeah. And exactly Rashford came came on as well. And we'll get to why that was important uh, very shortly, right Michael? Yes. Go ahead. Uh okay, well yeah, uh if you didn't already know, but um Extra time ends uh, after 120 minutes. Uh, the people tied 1-1, and of course, we went to a penalty shootout. Uh, the most, uh, I guess, the most exciting? Uh, not exciting. I, I don't Nerve know. Nerve-wracking? Nerve-wracking, probably, yeah. yeah. Nerve-wracking, even. Exactly. It, it was uh, just experience of, obviously, the year, and, and <laughs> we've all had to deal with a pandemic over the last year. But uh, anyways, this was uh, a fun, a fun experience for all of us. What happened, Paulo? 
Well, it was uh, at least shot first. Uh, you got to help me out here because it's been a long day. Uh, yeah. B- I believe it was... Berardi uh, was first. Bar- yes, yes, Berardi was first, yeah. It was a successful yeah. player, yes. Um, and then uh, that was that was a great finish. Uh, fooled, uh, fooled Pickford. Mm-hmm. And then it was... I, I honestly, you guys got to help me. Out. For England, for England it, was Harry Kane. I just rewatched it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. For England it was Harry Kane who scored. Yeah. Also and then Belotti. Yeah. yeah, and then it was uh, Belotti who missed for Italy. So uh, right for now, second it's... shootout in a row. No, no, he's he scored he against, scored against Spain. I don't think so. Yes, he scored against look, Spain. Look Justin. it up. Look it up, man. I uh, I, I think he did because Locatelli missed and then he oh, went Locatelli second. scored. Oh, yeah, it was Locatelli yeah. that missed. Yeah, yeah. And then it was again uh, my my brain Harry right. Maguire Harry Maguire who scored which was a nice penalty because I remember that it knocked the camera off the uh, yeah the, yeah mm-hmm. he had the nicest of the of the lot yeah. uh, in my opinion and then it was uh, for Italy it was what Bernardeschi uh, Benucci was but yes Benucci yes yeah. and again the, again the Benucci Bernardeschi like back oh to back God. could be one of the <laughs> most like stomach churning. <laughs> Uh, like PK takers of all time. I I agree, and I I would say at least Bernadeschi. I feel like he had a plan. Like his plan was to go down the middle. Grande Pali for doing that, but yeah. he had a he had a plan. <laughs> Bonucci, I think, like each step he took, he changed his mind, and then he just looked up at the last second, and thankfully. Pickford jumped a little bit early and Benucci was low. able to lift it enough. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, yeah, Benucci went above him. But uh, yeah. holy crap. Yeah, I agree, Paul. Those two pens back to back could stop your heart if, uh, <laughs> if you weren't healthy before. <laughs> if it wasn't already started, uh, stop as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. But in between that, it was a miss, right? So, yeah. So Benucci scored and then Rashford missed. He hit the post. He hit the Again, post, exactly. He was one, he's one of the substitutes. Yeah. The late yeah. substitutes. The late yeah. substitute, yeah. And then it was, as we said, Bernardeschi scored. And then it was, uh, Julian, help me out here. Sancho. Sancho, who missed. Yeah, he went so, low right, but it was a save. Well, yeah, well, Bernardeschi, I just want to touch, as Chris mentioned, he went right down the middle low, which was like, yeah, it was a ballsy shot, but it was a nice shot. And Pickford, you saw him try to kind of kick his foot towards it at the end, but he knew he was beat. Um, but yeah, then Sancho went up. He was the other substitute along with Rashford at the end of the game. And his penalty wasn't very good. It was basically identical to Bellotti's. Uh, tried to go low right. And it was at a perfect height for Gijo to punch it away. And then there was um, another one who hit the post. Was that Rashford? Yeah, Rashford was before. Rashford hit the post. Uh, scored. Sancho now saved. And yeah, then, Sancho so then, saved. Then Jorginho came up who, to win. Yeah, yes. Jorginho had a chance to put it away. Yeah. Um, again, he tried his same move that he he did against Spain. Uh, this time, Pickford read it. It was a nice save. He pushed it onto the post. Give him credit. And then it was uh, the 19-year-old uh, Saka who was denied by Donnarumma. And I just want to touch upon it because we were talking about it last uh, last episode. That young players... Uh, Chris, uh, you mentioned it, right? I have a better, a more statistical chance of succeeding in in, uh, in penalty shootouts and, and their penalty shots uh, or penalty kick. And this time around, it, it backfired. Yeah. It, uh, my so, knock isn't so much. Go ahead, Mike. No, all I was going to say is that we just shared that so Southgate would choose Saka to shoot. <laughs> the reverse jinx. The reverse jinx. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have an issue with Saka taking a pen. He's obviously, you know, exceptionally talented and, you know, I'm assuming he was confident enough, confident enough, excuse me, to say, you know what, put me in coach. My issue is him shooting fifth. Uh, you know, a 19, 20-year-old, however old he is, um, I put him, you know, first, second, third. Uh, don't have your youngest of the first five shooters uh, go last. That, that, that's me anyways, if I was picking the list. Uh, you have Harry Kane, who's won uh, EPL uh, Golden Boot, whatever the award is called there. Uh, I think he's won it a, a multiple times anyways. If not, he's been close. So um, maybe Rashford goes fifth, but somebody with a bit more experience to, to go fifth when the game is on the line. So um, I'm sure 19-year-old's already nervous as can be. Putting him last doesn't help at all. So that, that's my knock on, I'm assuming it was Southgate's decision. 
So, again, most of, other than Bellotti, who was a sub as well, uh, Italy's substitutes scored while England's substitutes failed. I think this that, that has to be the story of the penalty shooter right there because, uh, you know, the, the, the English subs came on with, what, 10 minutes to go, barely had 10 touches in... in uh, not even. Oh, not Rashford, even. yeah. Yeah, yeah may- maybe came on like 119th minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't even know if they got multiple touches on the ball. Like they maybe were involved in one or two sequences, and that's it. So, like again, there was a lot of discussion about that uh, while uh, while we were out. Um, Chris, do you think that it was a wise move to bring on two penalty takers with two minutes in the game? Uh, here's the thing. If England wins, people are praising the decision. Great move. Great move. Look at the confidence he has in his players. He trusts his players. Like that. That's the narrative. I'm not. I'm not even trying to be sarcastic. That's that's what the story would be. Now that they lost, I feel like a lot of the story is going to be bad move. Why didn't he do it earlier? Why didn't he trust the players who were on the field? So, um. Me personally, would I have tried to get Sancho and Rashford on the pitch? Yes. Obviously, they've done it in training and they've done well. I, you just have to do it earlier. Uh, I know it's just penalties and you don't need to be, you know, match fit per se to take a penalty. But just to get into the game and kind of feel the, you know, the environment uh, kind of just get into the swing of things. I don't know. Maybe it's just more a mental thing than anything else. But that would be my own little twist on it. But I don't think it's fair enough to, to come down and say, you know, that's why they lost. Because like I said, if, if they would have won, uh, people are praising him, probably calling him a, a pioneer of some sorts and, and, <laughs> and the narrative changes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It, again, it, it, it's hard to describe because, you know, we, we, you know, we, we, in our lifetime, we saw, you know, two, two finals, heartbreaking finals. So again, it's it's just it's hard to put into to words, but what I what I truly appreciate at the end of that final, at the end of that penalty shootout was Donnarumma fooling everyone, walking away and oh. and, and a lot of people that I <laughs> that I was talking to didn't realize that the the shootout was over. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, 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 the the amount of confidence in this young man is is spectacular and and in my opinion uh, I know Chris might get pissed off at this, but he tr- he truly deserves that big money move to PSG. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I, I would just say to anybody who didn't know it was over, like, which like what, what game were you watching? Yeah, <laughs> like like I don't know me. Like I know I know the score the whole time. I know what happens if we miss. What happens if we score? So I knew right away what happened. But uh, yeah, definitely a very confident young man, and he. I mean, I feel that like we would all agree if Spinazzola was healthy and saw the tournament, he's probably player of the tournament. But uh, I, I do believe Don, Donnarumma getting player of the tournament is a is a fair selection, and congratulations to him as well. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention that as well and say what do we all think? So you obviously think deserved. Is there anyone else that we think kind of uh, besides Spinazzola that may have been, uh, I guess, a contender for it? I mean, you, you guys go first. Yeah. You could argue Chiellini. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the only Italian you can make a case for. Maybe, maybe Jorginho. Um, at that point, uh, but I, I think Donnarumma, as Chris said, it was the right decision. Uh, game-winning uh, penalty save. Um, I mean, a, a number of outstanding saves against Spain kept him in that game. Um, so I think I think he won in my opinion he won the last two games single handedly. Yeah. I w- I would make a case for Jorginho before Chiellini but against semantics at that point. Definitely Donnarumma ahead of the both of them. You mean you don't want Immobile? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to hear his name for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll be, we'll be on the off season, Chris. You don't have to listen to. 
I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it, it, I mean, it's just it it washes away uh, twenty years of of frustration uh, in, in Euro- European Cup finals. Well, yeah, fifteen years, obviously, but I understand what you mean. Well, I mean European. I mean, oh, you know, European Euro- specifically. Yeah, like Euro two thousand. I mean, uh, the 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 Nordic uh, fix in two thousand and four. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, an unfortunate loss against Spain, who you know goes on to start uh, a, a dynasty. You know, and then what? Four years after that, uh, Thiago Motta pulls a hamstring and they lose four nothing. <laughs> you know, and and then and then an unfortunate penalty shootout loss against uh, against Germany, which they shouldn't have. You know, it was disappointing that they lost that because you know you he had the same. Well. well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and because you see, you had that same type of team spirit that you saw in in this team as well in 2016. So I mean, uh, but Barzali was right that mm-hmm. you know no, there were there were he was afraid that no one would realize what. Um, what they did in that tournament, and it was unfortunate that 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 Conte left. But I mean, here we are today. We're from a, uh, from from a disappointing three years ago to Barzag uh, by De Rossi not wanting to come off a of bench instead of Insigne to 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 lifting the Henry Delaunay Trophy uh, in in Wembley in front of fifty thousand British fans or English fans. <laughs> you know the, the just. It's just, it's just sweet. It's, it's it feels sweet. good. Yeah. yeah, it feels good. Yeah. Paulo, does did Robbie Mancho earn that contract extension? Now? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting oh, for that. I, I was waiting for Beautiful. Thank you, Chris. Uh, <laughs> what, what can I say now? What can I say now? Obviously, you earned it. I mean, it's. I'll be foolish not to say anything. But again, it would have been nice if you would have earned it. After the tournament, but again, it's now. Now I'm being uh, pedantic. <laughs> Man, Michael, I'm just. I'm thinking over what you're saying, and like about the tournaments and stuff. And you know, three years ago is just so. It seems so long ago, but it was. It's not that long. It's literally just one tournament, one major tournament ago, and the turnaround from that massive disappointment you don't you know you never want to see italy not be com- be competing and not be competitive i guess but it's just it's it's something else you know it, it's just nice to see it's 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 a it's a world of you know it's it's even different it's different football it's not even the same italy you know they, they've completely transformed themselves and that's what's nice is because you're able to appreciate almost like a new it's a new beginning for them and it's it's going to be it's going to be very fun to watch them over the next couple of years possibly even you know next year in the world cup hopefully that's going to be a uh, another in terms of solidifying kind of what they're building um, but yeah it's it's just so it's so funny to think back at that to think back at 20 what was it 2018 and, and just look at where we're at now. You know, Michael, you mentioned a new beginning. It's, you know, again, uh, ignorant English fans were, were mentoring Captain Antaccio and, and now we're, we're talking about Calcio Verticale. You know, that right, that right there says it all in my opinion. Um, gone are the days where, you know, Italy, you know, Italy sets back and, and absorbs other than playing against Spain because that's the only way you beat Spain. But um, it, it's 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 now now teams sit back against Italy, which yeah, I never would never would have thought that in my lifetime. You know, that that's that's the most impressive transformation that that you were mentioning. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be nice to. Just oh, I can't wait to read all of the memes. I can't re- wait to just bask in in the glory that is this <laughs> for <laughs> until at least the World Cup. 
um, and then we can, I mean, hey, maybe we'll have some more disappointment, but uh, we have a year and a half. I mean, I'm looking forward to the Nation League. Yeah, true. Yeah. To the Nation League final. I mean, we're playing Spain again, so, you know, in October, so it's not that far away, so it's something, something, something recent to, to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, Mike, ahead, do you please. want me to... Um... Yeah, please. Yes. So... Yes, everybody, I basically, for those of you that watch, you know, the American football, there's the NFL draft, and then usually right after the draft, they call it like the the way too early mock draft for the following year. So basically what I have is my way too early prediction for at least starting 11 at the World Cup in Qatar. So obviously in goal is easiest one, Salvatore Sirigu. <laughs> <laughs> Gijo Donnarumma, of course. Um, so back line, we're, we're hoping that Spinazzola can recover. So Spinazzola at left back. Uh, my two center backs are at the World Cup in 2022 are going to be Bastoni and Ogbona. Hmm. And my right back is going to be Calabria. Now, Calabria, before he got hurt, I, I believe he was Mancini's number one choice for right back. Um, the injury lasted longer than he probably wanted it to. Couldn't really get match fit. Um, so I, I understand why Mancini didn't pick him at the end of the day. Uh, the midfield three, I would see it being the same as it was for the match against England. So Verratti, Jorginho, Barella. Now, I know some people might say, oh, you know, Jorginho's you know, that much older now. He's going to slow down people. Jorginho, athleticism is not a part of his game. Like he, he is not fast. He is not strong. Um, he's very technical. He's very smart. He's good with his, um, his positioning, his passes are usually spot on. Um, so the fact that he's maybe a little bit older and a little bit slower doesn't concern me. Um, I see Insigne at left wing. I see Chiesa at right wing. And then my dream would be, um, Zaniolo as a false nine. Gentlemen, agree, disagree. Have at it. Okay, can I can I jump in? Yes, okay. you're gonna you're gonna uh, Calab- critique Calabria 100. Yeah. No, I, I, actually, I, I was I was gonna say Calabria, but like I'm just gonna rip into you for saying a Bonner. I think I think uh, uh, I think Mancini, Benucci plays. <laughs> no, I think Gianluca Mancini. I had I had Mancini uh, in in my in my in my squad. I I, I I was a bit disappointed that he didn't make it, but I I, I do think under under Mourinho because again, uh, what they're playing. When is it? November twenty twenty two, something like that. Yeah, something like that. The, yeah. So I, 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 you know, all things going well. I think Mourinho's still there, and I think Mourinho can transform into you know one of the, one of the best uh, Serie A defenders, in my opinion. So uh, I definitely Mancini over Bona, hands down. Uh, other than that, I don't have any any qualms to what Chris said. I was. Maybe Zaniolo as a Mezzala, but I do understand why, you know, Chris, you put him there as a, as a false nine, and, and that's an interesting interesting option. Julie. I like it. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Julian. Um, no, I like it. I I mean, I hope Speed and Solo is there. My one thing, even today when I was watching it, was like, how do they not have a better left back than Emerson? Um, so my dark horse would be DeMarco. Seeing how he does with Inter, hopefully over the next couple of years. <laughs> Who did that? Michael, that? but that's just because it's it was Chris. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> that's only because he plays for Inter, Michael. Come on. Um, but I mean, Demarco. A lot of people don't realize he's only twenty three or twenty four, and he just had a great season with Verona. If he manages to establish himself on Inter's left wing, I think he could maybe compete for that starting spot. I don't know. Obviously, it'll depend on how Spinazzola recovers. Um, but yeah, no, beyond that, um, yeah, but can he beat out a 35 year old collar off? That's the question. <laughs> collar off is literally and, moving if, and a 36 right bench. Bonucci next year. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, other than that, I'd like to see another younger striker as well. So I do like Daniela as a false nine. I think that's a good call. Um, or Raspadori, but yeah. Yeah. Like a Raspadori, but I'd still like to see one of the other younger strikers hopefully step up and kind of start to take charge in that, whether it's Skamaka, Pinamonti, 
Roscadori even like I'd like to see one of them kind of step up and really develop. Yeah. Yeah, I no, I think uh similarly to Julian, I think striker wise, I, I think I'd like to see even Keane there. I think he I mean, depending what happens with obviously wherever he goes, if he's gonna stay in Paris or whatever's gonna happen, I think he's gonna need a little bit more experience to break uh the squad like that. But I think he has don't know if um, if he has the determination to do it. I'd like mm-hmm. to see that though. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, he's another. He's a good show. Yeah. Uh, okay, so am I the only one that has? Yeah, I'm the only one who has an issue with a bonus starting. Uh, I don't know. I do watch him I don't play? think he'll be there. <laughs> but yeah, that's the other thing. I don't watch enough. Uh, enough EPL. Yeah. Like I, I mean. I probably didn't watch more than five or six of his games, but in, in the five or six that I watched, I was impressed. And I, I don't disagree, Paulo. I feel like Mancini can grow under Mourinho and probably will. Um, again, just going off what I, I know right now, and I, I feel like Ogbona is not going to take you know up any steps backwards. Mm-hmm. I feel like if, if he gets a fair look, then I would like to see him in there, but I wouldn't be see surprised if, if Mancini's there. Yeah, but I don't think you will get a, get a fair look because he plays in England. That's just the way it is. Just, I mean, Verratti's on the side. He's in, plays in. I mean, I know he's top five on the team, so maybe a different story. But but uh, yeah, but Jorginho plays at Chelsea. But you know, he's one of the best midfielders in Europe. So yeah. But uh, you know, Bun, uh, there's there's better Serie A defenders, in my opinion. Watch a couple of games and tell me what you think. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay me to watch EPL, but yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that's just my, uh, again, way too early World Cup 2022 starting 11 like prediction. It. Yeah. But I was uh, serious I... about the Cedigo part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It, it would really be nice to get Zanolo in there. Hopefully he is. Let's fit, see how yeah. obviously how his yeah. Let's see what his season's like, and you know, I I believe that he can he can come back. You know, and get hurt, or is he going to be a a, a liability? Um, I still think he makes the team, even if he is a liability. But yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. Hey, thank you. Yeah, we'll see how wrong I am in a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Paul. And play it when <laughs> the the World Cup pod comes out. And what November twenty twenty two? That's it, baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. You know what? we didn't we didn't play this. Uh. Just quickly here. I just want to shout this out there. Let's put that up. And then this one too. <laughs> Benucci, we love it. hero. Benucci, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming to Rome. <laughs> a la Tancredi, Paul Mary, right, Mike? That's what you said. Yeah, uh, it's very similar. Like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's no way to not win the final against England, right? There was time to win it. Right. They won it. There was. Oh God, guys, we did it. We we. This is this has been a a feat uh, to get through all these games. I think we did a a great job. Most of these shows are under an hour. I think this one will be as well. Um, but uh, I, I want to thank everybody for listening because we, of course, uh, you know, we do this to, you know, have fun ourselves, but we hope that other people are enjoying it. So I'm happy to, to see that uh, a lot more people are, are listening and, and it's just exciting to, uh, to know that everyone was, was ex- as excited as we were um, going into this final as well. So, uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, is there, guys, is there anything last, uh, kind of last-minute agenda points that you want to make on this tournament? Any final thoughts? I'll, I'll start off. I, it, was a, it was a strange tournament from, from start to, to finish. Um, you know, just the whole emotions of, of the five weeks were, were, were surreal. Um, you know, just from from Ericsson to uh, the group of death 
all being eliminated by the round of 16. Um, you know, just Italy re- remaining undefeated for, for 34 games and winning the tournament is is something that, you know, we all said that Italy would win what would be at least at the semifinal at a minimum. But it, it took something special for, for them to win this tournament. And also, I, I, I heard a stat during, during the commentary. No team has ever won two straight penalty shootouts at the European Championships until today. Yeah, so I, I don't even know. I, I'm not sure if it was only two straight. It may even have been two penalty shootouts. I know for sure it was two straight, but... I, um, even that too. I think I think you're right there, Michael. Yeah, which is again, it's uh, yeah. Hey, made history has made this tournament throughout this tournament yeah, for sure. Julian, um, what do you think? No, it was. Hey, honestly, they surprised me. I didn't think this was going to be their tournament. I thought the team was still quite young. This was just to build experience with the World Cup. Um, but I mean, right from the opening game against Turkey, they hit the ground running and. Yeah, nobody's able to stop him. Chris? Uh, I would just add that I think the success of the national team at this tournament will indirectly shine the light on Serie A a little bit more. Uh, I think this past year, Serie A got a bit more recognition, you know, outside of, of Italy, just with, you know, the more competitive Serie A race, Um Obviously, clubs like Atalanta getting the attention of, of people around Europe. So I, I think this just kind of adds to all that and kind of helps keep building Serie A. You know, I don't know if we'll ever get back to the levels it was at, but at least we're building towards towards that and kind of uh, slowly but steadily um, maybe bringing more people back to, to Calcio, back to Serie A. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that's one, a good point. One more point. Uh Eleven own goals as well in this <laughs> in this tournament, uh, which is more than, well, yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but the most own goals, so uh, in, in, in like in in total as well, like they had more own goals in this one tournament than own goals in the history of the European Championships. Oh my god! Interesting, and only one direct free kick goal. I think that's uh, correct as well. Damsgaard. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the only direct free kick. Wow. Yeah, just, it was, um, again, it was just an odd tournament. And, you know, uh, Italy just happened to be on the right side of it this time around. Hey, and Benucci with his goal is now the oldest goal scorer in a European Cup final. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. again, exactly. Just We today, all predicted that, Julian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just today, Shaw with the fastest goal and Benucci with the oldest, uh, as the oldest goal scorer in a, in a European Cup final. Everyone just wanted to make history today, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, what are your thoughts? Uh, no, I think I, uh, I already spoke a lot, so I'm not going to say a thought. Um, other than, uh, you know, it, it was just, it was really, it was a fun one to watch. That's it. I, I think it was anytime, obviously, Italy. I would have been content whatever result beyond the. Uh, I guess for round of 16, I think it, it was just nice to see them competitive again. But I think, again, showing off this beautiful new style that they're hopeful to uh, translate over to other tournaments as well in the future, I think that's the that's the takeaway for me is that I think they are ready coming out party. And I'm hopeful that that's going to continue. That's it. That's uh, all. That That's perfect way to end there, Michael. There we go. So, you know, with that, let's end it. We'll be back. Uh, I, don't know, have a, I don't have a date exactly for the next pod, but we will be back shortly. We'll talk probably. How about this? When, et cetera. We'll be back when Syria announces the, the schedule. There you go. Done. I think they already did, didn't they? No, no, no. What did they announce? They announced that they're just changing the, the format. Oh, okay. But they oh, not. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they have they won't announce until I think the twenty fourth of July. Okay. Well yeah. we'll 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 converse about that and we'll see what uh what there actually is to talk about because we don't want to just talk about nothing, of course. But we'll of course, see. We, we Maybe gotta we talk will. about room we gotta talk about rumor, Michael. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
just the noise um okay well let's uh why don't we finish off with uh, a nice little uh clip sound able to uh take from celebrations in ottawa ontario canada um so i hope you enjoy that i hope you enjoyed the tournament i hope you enjoyed our chats uh but we'll be back and uh we can't wait you know whatever the rest of the summer and uh City A season has in store for us. So, until then, ciao for now. Thanks for listening. Bye.